You're listening to Rooted and Overflowing. Psalm 138 and 8 says, The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me, which is translated to say in the English Standard Version, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Psalm 31 and 15 goes on to say, My times are in the Lord's hands. So the things that are associated with each of us and the course that we each will take in life are all in the Lord's hands. My guest today is Nicole Salmon, a new friend from the North. And you'll find out what that means when we get into the episode. We had a vibrant conversation about purpose. It's a word that's been floating around a lot lately as people are clamoring to gain a sense of meaning and relevance for their lives. Today, we'll hear about how God does have a purpose for us. And as diverse as each of our purposes are, they are all ultimately designed to help us become rooted in Christ and to show others the way to be rooted in Christ. Join me and Nicole as we talk purpose. Nicole, welcome to Rooted and Overflowing. Thank you for having me. I am very excited to have you. And I'm actually, I'm doubly honored to have you on Rooted and Overflowing. Not only are you an amazing minister, a wife and mom and a purpose coach, you are also my very first guest from outside of the U.S. So thank you so much for um, reaching out. I know we connected through Entrusted Women, so I'm appreciative of the opportunity to talk with you. Absolutely. Happy to, to proudly represent the North. Yay, that's right. And you are from the greater Toronto area in Ontario, Canada. Is that right? That's right. Awesome. Thank you so much and welcome. And in learning about you, um, I saw where you have a 20-year career in the nonprofit sector. I actually Mm -hmm. have worked in the nonprofit sector for many years um, and in higher education. But I'd love to hear, how did you move from your work in the nonprofit area to full-time purpose coach? Right, absolutely. So thanks again for having me. And guys, you need to know that our podcast host, she's just so gracious, such a beautiful (laughs) heart, such a beautiful spirit. Um, So yeah, I've worked for like almost two decades, non-for-profit, working with uh, marginalized communities, more specifically working with youth and those youth who are in conflict with the law or at risk of being in conflict with the law. And so the body of my work always surrounded I probably wouldn't have used the word coaching at the time, but um, I was a a certified life skills coach from back then. So so really, now that I'm saying it out loud, I guess I've really been a certified coach for over 20 years now almost. Um, And so I was always coaching. I was always coaching informally, formally as a frontline worker, um, working with youth, facilitating workshops, teaching, training. It was just always the thrust of what I did. When I moved from frontline to management, very quickly, what I gravitated to the most in my role was coaching those who reported to me. And so I became less and less impassioned about, um, you know, the unemployment rate and how that was affecting young people. And I became completely enraptured in, like, look at all of these talents, gifts and potentials around me. My team was a very young team. How can I 
journey with them so that they can become the best version of themselves. And so I started doing biweekly supervision um, with them, which is something the organization was not doing with, with their staff, frontline or leadership. And it really started to hone in on a different part of my giftings and abilities. And I could sense a shifting happening. Mm -hmm. I knew that I didn't have much longer left where I was. The grace that was so heavily there with me all those years was leaving. Um, I had a great relationship with my director at the time, who was also a believer. And I was able to say to her, her, hey, listen, you have, if you're lucky, three years left out of me. Um, So let's start talking succession. Let's start talking about what this department needs to sustain change when I leave. And I don't think I made it to the end of three years. Um, I got married. I moved out of Toronto to a more rural part of the GTA called Brampton, Ontario, um, continued the work for a, for a little bit on a contract. And when that contract was nearing its end, I thought, cause you know, we have our own plans for our right. life. So Nicole's <laughs> plan was I'm going to do this contract. I'm going to get this paper. I'm going to pay down my debt and I'm going to be in this amazing position to get a, um, a corporate job. Cause I was doing leadership and lifestyle coaching where I'm going to make even more money and stack even and make greater stacks. And then at some point, you know, transition into business for myself, which I really didn't have an idea of what that even would even look like. Well, For the first time in my life, after over 30 years of working full time, I could not find a job. Wow. Nobody was, I never struggled to find employment in the past. I've even applied to things I was underqualified for and got it. Yeah. Um, And people were not calling me back. I was even applying to things I was, um, that I I should have, I should have gotten with my eyes closed and nobody was calling me. So my husband said, why don't you take this time? I qualified for unemployment. He's like, why don't you take the period of unemployment to, to just try and, and try your, all your ideas and, and see if, and see if there's something there. And, wow. and I did that. And as they say, the, the rest is really history from there. What I always find interesting is that somehow what we do in our nine to five, some of those things do transfer into what it is that we do when we're not on our nine to five. Nothing's wasted. That's the beauty. Like nothing is wasted with God. And even before coaching, I worked with, um, originally when I went to college, it was for working with those with developmental disabilities. And my focus was around behavioral modification. And so that is, it's, it's, it's what I do. The, the client group has changed, right? But, but, but helping people to shift behavior, shift routines, shift their life, creating the shift they need, it's still, it's still at the center of the work that I do. Yeah. Yeah. God is just so amazing in how he does gift us and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and put the passion in us just for what it is that we're to do. We do make our own plans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we make our own plans. And I don't know why we do that because when we hear other people's story, it's like, man, that happened to me, you mm-hmm. know, because yes, God has an ultimate plan. Yes. Um, th- that is just more amazing than what it is that we have in mind. Right. So that is fantastic too. And you're in that you had a supervisor that you could go to, you know, to talk to and say, Hey, you know, this is where I am. And this is 
what I think is going to be next for me. Mm-hmm. Succession planning is certainly important. Nicole, Rooted in Overflowing Ministries, we're designed to equip women to become rooted in Christ. So I'm always on the lookout for different people, resources that will help women to become stronger in their faith. You know, just move them closer to the Lord so that they can stand firm in a changing world, in a changing culture, and so that they can um, know that there are ways that they can live a life that is devoted to the Lord. And Mm -hmm. so when we start thinking about our purpose, how is it that knowing our purpose can help us to become rooted and stronger in Christ? Absolutely. And so, you know, the Bible talks about being double-minded, right? Mm -hmm. And anyone who is double-minded is unstable, the scripture says, Mm -hmm. um, is not rooted, right? Right. Um, Is unstable in all their ways. And so, you know, when you talk about double-mindedness, I know, I know, contextually, the scripture is speaking to, you know, an, an understanding in our decision in Christ, but, but I believe it also indirectly speaks to our identity as well, not just the, the, the decision to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so if we are uncertain, just to use language within the realm of which I quote, coach and use the word clarity, mm-hmm. if we lack clarity, then we lack mobility. And clarity, I always say clarity gives us the the ability to choose wisely um, in the same way that rooted gives being rooted gives us the ability to walk wisely, to walk in our, right? And so um, we're both the the two of us, we both wear glasses. So I know you can identify with this. I always, Mm -hmm. I always say jokingly, like if I was on the road and my glasses were to break, Mm -hmm. I would not be able to find my way home. Right. Like it's, it's a wrap. Right. Just send out the first party because it's a wrap. And and so in the same way, purpose is like sight. It's how we see ourselves. Love it. And so if how we see ourselves is broken, if we lack 2020 vision around how we see ourselves, then Mm -hmm. our ability to take the steps we need to make the decisions, to have the discernment we so greatly desire Mm -hmm. is impacted when we don't know who, who we are. And in knowing who we are, we both know that for the past, oh gosh, I'll just say since since March of 2020, we have been living with the coronavirus. It's affected everyone. And that isn't figurative. You know, it normally would be. And so when we think about purpose and when we think about women discovering their purpose, um, what have you found to rise to the top in terms of what's driving women to discover their purpose? You know, are, are more women discovering their purpose? Are more women looking for their purpose? Yes, yes, and yes. So, to, all, <laughs> to all of it, to all of it. Um, 2020 was the busiest coaching year for me. And I know for many people, when the pandemic hit, people were like, oh, their businesses took a hit. But I think for therapists, for coaches, we were borderline burnout because, um, the way that economists are describing it, we we're familiar with the great depression. Mm -hmm. Um, they have titled what we're about to walk into as the great resignation. Right. And so what, what the pandemic did was we were quarantined, right? Mm -hmm. We were quarantined and not only did it give people the time, you know, like many of us were like, you know, I'd love to do this. I'd love to read this book. I want to get to know more about myself. Not only did it give us the time to do it, 
but it forced us to be still. And there is something supernatural and powerful when we are still, especially if you are a daughter of God. Because in the busyness of our lives, we are often never still enough Mm. to not just hear what Holy Spirit is saying, but Mm. to hear what our souls are saying. Mm. And for so many women, we sat and for the first time we heard our souls say, girl, I am tired. For the first time we heard our souls say, I hate the job I am in. For the first time, we, we were able to hear our soul say, are you, are you finally sick and tired of being in this relationship? Are you ready to be free and be who God, like, wh- like we got to hear our soul. And, and that just really triggered off this response that I believe first started in heaven. It hit the earth and then it just went back up and women just started saying, I, I got to be who I am. Yeah. I got to heal. I got to say yes to God. I got to yeah. take the burden of some of these responsibilities that I've been carrying pre-pandemic uh, mm. and just walk in freeness. I need to take a nap. I, like it, it just, yeah. it opened, it just opened us up in such a beautiful way. And so, yeah, 2020 today has been um, the busiest time of my, my career in my ministry because um, something, something went off in the heavens. We were finally still enough to hear it. Even in this moment, as we're speaking, even in this moment, I believe as women are listening to this podcast, they're nodding their heads. They're saying, yeah. yes, that was me or yes, that is me. And, um, and so uh, the great resignation many people they predict will be leaving their jobs because they're like, there is no way after this. Am I going back to that? Um, I believe that churches are going to and are experience a similar effect of the great resignations because people are realizing I am not under the right house that I need to be a part of. And I believe that, uh, that, that leadership and entrepreneurship is experiencing a great, a great Mm -hmm. shaking as well, Mm -hmm. because people are realizing I've spent too much time in the, in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if I survive this thing or when I survive this thing, I, I want to be where I, where I ought to be. It's amazing because you're right. It's like a big light in people's hearts just came on, you know, I've, I've had all I can stand and I can't stand anymore. That's you right. know, people and women felt empowered to, know, make the positive changes Mm -hmm. in their lives. I'm pretty sure that many people who did find themselves getting counseling, whether it was counseling with a therapist or counseling with a minister, probably found themselves saying, you know, I just cannot go back there anymore, whatever that there was. That's right. You know, whether it was being stuck in a rut, whether it was an actual, you know, relationship, um, a job, um, it, it really did. I think you're right. It gave us an opportunity to just change our whole approach. Mm-hmm. And so you are on the front line of that change as a mm-hmm. purpose coach. So yeah. tell me, what is it that you do specifically that helps women um, yeah. to get from where they are to where they know that they're supposed to be. Right. Um, we, we've never had a pandemic before to create the shift. No, nope. I, pray, I pray to God <laughs> once this passes that we never will again. Right. Um, but as the purpose coach, I am the one in the lives of many women to create the shift that they need mm-hmm. to get unstuck, to get clear, 
to regain confidence and to walk with consistency. And so God has uniquely graced me with um, an understanding about purpose, a biblical understanding, uh, a theological understanding, a rhema understanding of purpose, and to help to demystify what purpose is. Um, I've created a coaching program, a purpose clarity coaching program um, that walks women through the self-discovery purpose, which I describe as excavating, because really you don't discover purpose, you unearth it. Um, And 99.9% of the women I work with, there's never anything that is uncovered in our time together yeah that is so like mind-blowingly new it's more of a aha okay Mm -hmm. that's what that's what that's where this part of me fits and that's why I get okay and so really you know life so so two things one I think a a good place to kind of just backstep and and backstep for just a moment is Uh really my definition for purpose. So just so we're we're speaking the same language, um, I always say that purpose is a destination, is is not a destination. It's a lifestyle. Purpose is not a destination. It's a lifestyle. It's not a place you get to. It's a place that you live from. And so that is the biggest mindset shift that I have to work with people to understand, because even after sometimes months in coaching, um, habit causes us to shift back to, yeah, but what am I supposed to be doing? Right. Um, and so the, the, the journey is really helping women to get back to an aligned, a biblically aligned understanding of who they are and begin to interact with their world, whether that world is your family at home, your job, your ministry, whatever your world is for you in your context right now, how do you do that from a purpose-filled, purpose-driven, purpose-centered place and understanding not only the liberty of doing life from that place, um, but also the power. There's there's an anointing um, that is available to us when we are walking from our most um, aligned place of being. And so as a coach, my job is to kind of you know, I, I always liken it onto a chiropractic adjustment. I'm, I'm a purpose practitioner. I kind of, I do the adjustments that people need to their, their mindset, to their hearts, to their spirits, so that they can come into alignment and, and walk and walk. Yeah. Walk effectively in purpose. Tell us what you are working on right now to help women as they start to uncover their purpose. <laughs> That's right. I love that. Um, writing. Writing has been a big part of um, what I've been pouring myself into um, the la- this, this year in particular. Um, more specifically, I am now a contributor to um, Uversion, which is which most listeners will probably, if you don't know it, you probably use Uversion or the Bible app, that little Bible app on your phone. And so I am a contributor to that. So I currently have uh, three reading plans on there, probably four by the time, um, you know, your listeners hear this. Yeah. And so I've just been pouring, God has been pouring, calling myself and so many of us, um, even if we don't see ourselves as writers and authors to, um, to, I've kind of given myself my, I guess my, 
my pen handle is Bible you can, Bible you can live and um, Bible you can understand. And so really taking the, the issues of day-to-day life and, and um, unpacking them through devotionals on you version so that people can continue to explore purpose with me for free on, on, the, on the platform. Oh my goodness. Well, congratulations for that. And certainly that your name is a name that we will certainly search um, on version, And I'll make sure that I have all the the link for it in the show notes so that we can get right to it. Thank you. So that is what you're working on now. What are you working on next? Um, So there's always a next, right? Yes. (laughs) So what's next is one of my heartbeats in in the work and the ministry that God has given me. And that is, it's actually an annual event and it's a purpose-driven calendar planning workshop. I know that's a mouthful. Had to get, had to get purpose in um, the title uh, because I'm so, so that's happening um, in person here in Toronto on November the 6th. And then for those, of course, who don't live in Canada or have no plans on fly, flying here to be <laughs> person, the virtual session will be on November the 27th. And so, oh, maybe about six, 10 years ago, I was on my nine to five, um, experienced what everyone thought was uh, the, the beginning, the onset of a cardiac mm. um, um, attack, called an ambulance long humorous story around that get to the ER was there late into the night as they ran tests the thankfully I was not having a heart attack but the, what was happening is the doctor said I my basically my heart it was doing a dress rehearsal for, wow. for a real and more serious situation yeah. because of the amount of stress that I was under and they were like you need you need to do something different yeah um, here's the thing I, I want to kind of just stay and leave real quick about that is sure I was under a lot of stress, but nothing bad was happening in my life. Okay. And so oftentimes when we use the word stress, people say, I'm not stressed. Nothing's wrong. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I think I had just, I was writing my first book. I was leading, I was working in my job and loving it. I was leading in ministry. I was doing all kinds of amazing things, Yeah. but our body doesn't know the difference between good things, bad things happening. Stress is stress. Uh-huh. Um, and so God took me on a journey of learning how to steward my time. He said, mm-hmm. listen, stop saying there is not enough time in a day. It is an insult. I do all things altogether lovely. It's perfect. The issue is not that you need more time. Your issue is you need to become a better steward of your time. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, okay. I hear you. And so he literally walked me through creating um, a, a really a planning lifestyle. I call it a planning system that, that I now use years later every year, use it with my children, use it in our marriage, um, where instead of compartmentalizing business, ministry, mm-hmm. family, wife, motherhood, um, it's, it's, it's centering my calendar and my plans around that which is most pur- purposeful. Right. And purpose filled in my life yeah. rather than allowing life to eclipse my calendar, feeling depleted, angry and empty and then um, unfulfilled because I can't find time to fit in the things that actually matter. Right. And so it, it was a game changer. Stress went down, overwhelm went down. And what I actually found, um, Leticia, is that 
I always thought I didn't have enough time. I realized that I was, I, I was actually able to do more Wow. I became a better steward of my time. And so I started teaching the system to women. This year will be the fifth workshop. Um, And so I do it annually. They gather. I'm like, bring your calendars, bring all your stuff. Yes. Um, And I I teach through the system. And so we're working on just continuing. We're we're working on bringing a workbook to the session this year, Mm -hmm. fine tuning, you know, the delivery of the content. Um, and I, I'm, it's one of the things I'm just most excited about in the year. And so I'm looking, working on that and looking forward to November. Definitely sounds like a worthwhile opportunity and it is a one day session. It is, it's, it's half a day. Yeah. It's a half a day. So just a few hours in the morning on the Saturday, we usually start at 10 AM and then we're out by 1 PM in the afternoon and everyone walks away with not only, not just information, but I always say it's a workshop where you actually work. This is not uh-huh. a come and just be inspired. This is not come and listen to my story about how amazing I am and how planning changed my life. This is let's crack it open wow. and let's create the blueprint for a purpose-driven year for you. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And where will women be able to register? Absolutely. So they can just go to my website, um, www.nicole. O, the letter O, salmon, salmon spelt just like the fish. So Nicole, mm-hmm. osalmon.com. And mm-hmm. you'll, once that, once registration goes live, the details will be right on the homepage. You can't, you won't be able to miss it. Fantastic. Well, I certainly will have a link right in the show notes so that women can register. I've learned that there are women who are doing retreats differently or really not differently, but I should say they're getting more to the real meaning of what a retreat is all about. So they're not packing it out like a conference, but they're really giving women uh, time to decompress and rest. And so your workshop, I love the idea. It's not just to take in information, but to actually have some tactical tools in order to do the work so that we can create the plan that will best suit us. So I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, Nicole, I have enjoyed talking with you. Um, You know, we, we shy away from our purpose sometimes, even though we know that it's important us to know, you know, why God put us here and what it is that we're actually supposed to do. Um, I am finding that it's never too late for us to discover um, where our purpose is. What are your further thoughts on that? Because I do believe that sometimes women can feel like I'm, I'm whatever age. I don't need to worry about that anymore. Mm -hmm. Or they might even think I'm too young to be considering my purpose. Mm -hmm. What are some thoughts that you can share about that? Absolutely. So I have women in their 80s reaching out to me and saying, I've always wanted to understand my purpose. So to speak to the to the high end, the the chronologically high end of that, there there really is no cap. To the the low end of that around too young, even with our children, like my husband, he's he's so good at this with this with the kids because, you know, if someone asks, you know, one of the little ones, you know, what, oh, do you, what do you want to be? Their understanding is, do you mean, do you mean, you know, do you, are you asking about who I am? Mm-hmm. Or are you asking about when I do? And they wow. under, their, their understanding, because we're using the language at home, their understanding from an 
early age um, that there's a distinction between what I do and who I am. And so what I say to that, again, is it's the shift, right, around understanding what purpose is. We are not here to figure out a do. We are here to figure out a who. And so you are never too young or too old to figure out your who. The do always changes, but the who remains the same. And if you can understand the who instead of focusing on the do, then it brings a sense of fulfillment with life because the do changes. And sometimes we have no control. Sometimes man takes the do away from us. Sometimes someone fires us from the do. Sometimes someone takes the do and assigns it to someone else. And then what do you do? Right, right. That's right. right. But if you are anchored in your who, it doesn't matter if you have to shift one day from being the CEO of Starbucks to being the barista. You can still walk in there with the same confidence, the same clarity, the same consistency, because you understand that purpose is not about my do, it's about my who. Oh my God, that is so rich and heartfelt and so yeah. true. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. It's never too late. It's never too late and it's never too early. And I love how you're using the language in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, that can, that certainly can help um, as, as we train our children, right? In the way that they should go. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Nicole, I have enjoyed this. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. To listen on your favorite app, visit rootedandoverflowing.com. When you're there, you can also click the About tab and gain access to resources that are designed to inspire you in your walk with Christ. When you rate and review the show on your favorite app, it helps me to make sure I'm sharing information that's helpful. So let me know how I'm doing and invite a friend to listen. Until next time, stay rooted in Christ and overflow with gratitude.